This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 87. Hello, Shameless Moms. It's almost the new year. And it's also the day after Christmas, so I'm recording this a few days before Christmas, uh, so I can't fill you in on all the chaos that will be Christmas with a four-year-old, but I definitely look forward to getting back to you on that. My mom sent me an email last night telling me that one of my aunts, so we're going to be visiting my mom and staying with my mom over Christmas, and one of my aunts wants to stop by the day that we get in town because she has seven gifts for my child. Because what four-year-old doesn't need seven gifts two days before Christmas just to kick things off a little bit, like just to really set the stage for like crazy greed, right? (laughs) So I think they're small gifts, but still I was like, really, my mom in her message, she goes, maybe we could like set a timer for every 10 minutes he could open one. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be hilarious. But I know my mom is so excited and my aunt is so excited to see Vinny. So um, one of the benefits of, to being one of the youngest, my sister and I are the youngest of all of my cousins. And so our children are the among the youngest as well of the second set of cousins. Um, and so the like great benefit to that is that everyone thinks that you are adorable and that your sweet child is adorable because even though I'm 41, I'm still like, oh, it's just little Sarah and my sister's there. It's little Sarah and Allison, like we're the babies. And then our babies are like, oh my gosh, the tiniest, sweetest little things ever. So it's it's really, really fun. Um, and I have to say like, I will totally, I will take advantage of that. Like I'm happy to be the cute little baby for as long as possible. <laughs> and uh, But I'm just curious to see what this will do to my to my child's spirit of Christmas and how he understands the difference between giving and receiving. So we'll see. We did, I will say we have, we got all of our gifts for our adoptive family, as I mentioned last week in the, in last week's episode caused a little bit of anxiety for me, but we delivered all of our gifts for that. And then over the weekend, um, 
I took, we did this big holiday drive at my gym where we got tr- uh, gifts for foster children. And so all these families brought in, I think we had like about 40 different families buy gifts for other families, um, for f- families with foster kids. And so Vinny and I, and then one of my gym members, Anna and her little daughter, Naomi, who oh, is a cute little redhead with freckles. I just want to take her home. So we, the four of us loaded up our cars and took all of the gifts in to Treehouse, this organization that um, was, was, uh, putting together gifts for foster kids. So we got to do that. So Vinny got to be a part of that, which was really fun. So he definitely is into the spirit of giving. But once the receiving starts, I'm sure like the floodgates of desire will open and then the greed might be like overwhelming. I'm very anxious to see how it plays out. So I'll have to let you know. So what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about wrapping up 2016. Here we are just a few days before a new year. And I have to tell you, I'm a little disappointed because here's what I'm seeing all over social media. All I'm seeing is how 2016 was the worst year ever because a whole bunch of people died. Like lots of just major, major icons passed away this year. So there's people who are still grieving that. There is the um, fate of our US government. There are a lot of people grieving that. I would totally include myself in in the grieving population. So there's that. And then there's just been, it seems like just a lot of other little random things where people just say like, wow, like 2016, you suck. So here's my take on that. If you choose to look back on an experience or look forward toward an experience with that kind of attitude, that's what you're going to get out of it. So if you decide to value your 2016 at like, wow, that was the worst year ever because of A, B, C, and D, like then you've essentially what you've done is you've kind of devalued all of your positive experiences from the year because now you've chosen to look back on the year with this like negative light, right? Same thing moving forward. If you are moving forward with an attitude of like, oh my gosh, like this year is going to suck. And the next, you know, a lot of people I'm seeing like, how are we going to survive the next four years? And it's going to be horrible. And, you know, all these people who are really worried about the political state um, in our country and very legitimately so. I am definitely in agreement with much of it. But if you're looking toward everything through this negative lens, you are probably going to find yourself constantly on the receiving end of negative stuff. So you're going to make decisions based on that negative attitude. You're going to live in a way that you really perpetuate these negative beliefs, negative thought patterns, like cranky pants attitude, and it doesn't really benefit anyone. So I'm not at all saying to be dismissive because here's the other thing I've seen. I've seen people post things on Facebook about like, oh my gosh, how are we going to survive the next four years? And then I see people replying with just relax. It'll all be fine. So I'm not really in agreement of that perspective either. I don't think this is a time to just relax because it'll all be fine. Cause I think there's a lot of things that maybe won't be fine. So I think that it's very appropriate to take steps in regardless of your feelings on the political issue or political issues, take steps that where you feel empowered. So regardless of whether that's the political scene or your own family situation or a work situation, looking forward to here's the ways that I can be involved and engaged in the upcoming year or the upcoming four years to feel like I have done something that I feel good about, that I have contributed to the greater good, whether that's in your family, in your work environment, in the political system, like whatever is meaningful to you. Looking to it in a way that you feel, again, I've said this a lot recently, a way that you feel strong, powerful, and capable. Because when you take action, it allows you to feel strong, powerful, and capable. And then you continue, because you feel those that way, you continue to take more action steps. So I think that is so, so important. 
to not just sit down and be like, well, this just sucks. And so I'm going to just sit here and grumble about it. Or I'm just going to post negative things on Facebook. Like if you feel horrible about what's going on, take action. I've done a number of things to take action where I feel a lot better about the direction that that I see people going. And I'm going to talk more about this in a minute, but I see some really positive things happening. Do I think the next four years are going to be a little bit... Um, worrisome? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I also feel like I see women standing up who have never stood up. I see women getting loud and proud who have never let their voices be heard before. I see all these amazing things happening because there is such a high need for it. So I see a lot of actually really positive, really powerful things just beginning to happen. Like we're just on this precipice, I think. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood 
understood explains and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. And so that's a really big positive thing. So I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what is going to happen, to seeing who's going to stand up and who's going to be loud and engaged and really like take action and make change and be the change and all these really great things moving forward. So I encourage you in any era of your life to feel empowered to do that. So I want to talk a little bit about my 2016 as we wrap up this last, these last few days of the year, because here's the thing. I've shared a lot about my 2016 with you. This has been the first year I've been in, done this podcast. So we started in March. We're going to be on coming up on our one year anniversary in no time at all. So in this time, some things have gone up, down and sideways for me. And I've shared a lot of that with you as it's happened. And so you know, I could say to you, 2016 totally kicked my butt. We finally decided to go for a second child. We decided to do IVF. That's a major commitment physically, financially, emotionally. It failed. That could have ruined my whole year. Um, you know, starting a second business venture. And so starting this podcast in addition to running my gym, that's been a big thing. It's been really, really fun, but it's also been extra pressure, extra stress on my plate. I've really enjoyed it, but because of my attitude about the whole thing, like I get to create content for you and I get to speak my mind and I get to do all these fun things. So it's only been awesome because of my attitude. If I looked at it with like, oh my God, every week I have to do these two episodes, like that would be horrible. That would not be fun. So this podcast has been amazing because of my attitude about doing the podcast. And then in, in, in return for that, I've gotten such amazing and cool feedback from you guys. And in fact, I have to, okay, I'm going to, let me think here <laughs> because I got the coolest message this morning. So I have to think about where I'm going to put that in. I think I'm going to tell you, let's go ahead. I'm going to do it. I have to share this message I got just this morning. I was not, this was not plan, a planned part of this podcast, but I have to put it in here because I got this message on Instagram in relation to one of my posts. <laughs> my post was, my child has been awake for 167 minutes. He's been whining, crying, or screaming for at least 153 of them. So then I uh, just said, coffee or cocktails. This was like nine o'clock yesterday morning. And then I also dropped a little F-bomb hashtag in there about the effing fours because, oh my gosh, four-year-olds are really, really emotional. So what happened with this is a woman replied, I commented on my this photo that I put up. Great comment. So I'm going to read it to you in a second. But I'm reading this because it perfectly exemplifies what I'm talking about in terms of your perspective and your attitude about looking at things behind you and about looking things move, at things moving forward. So this is from Carrie Ann, and her Instagram name is, uh, I'm going to totally butcher this, Amor Vibel. I totally butchered that. But anyways, um, her name is Carrie Ann when I go to her profile. So Carrie Ann, thank you for giving this to me, uh, for giving me this feedback. So she says, Sarah, OMG, I'm a th I am 31, a mother of two, ages 11 and 13. I'm a senior in, in electric engineering school, and I work at night cleaning theaters and during the day cleaning condos, read cleaning toilets to pay bills for the moment. I'm going through an awful three-year-long custody battle to a man I've been divorced from for nine years now who shames my oldest for being a feminist and my youngest for being agnostic. Agnostic. The older one won't even talk about being agnostic to his dad after he saw how he treated his little brother. This is the most awful, hectic, crazy, I'm in love with, oh my God, I can't take it anymore time ever. Your podcasts are everything. The name of your podcast is everything. I listen to them while I clean, said toilets, and I feel sane and not alone. Thank you. So much thank you. So Carrie Ann, cheers, mama. Oh my gosh, I am sending you the biggest hug and 
power and strength because you are like, you are in it, lady. But here's the thing, your attitude, like you said, this has been the craziest. I'm in love with my life. Oh my God, I can't take another minute of it. Like that's the thing that you can pick at any given time. You can choose which way you want to go. And I also think, you know, when we go through these really trying times, we often, we do what we have to do to get through things. And we don't even stop to consider that like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I can do it until it's done. And then you look back and you're like, holy cow, how did I do that? So Carrie Ann, I think you're in that right now. Like you're going to look back in a couple of years and be like, how did I do that? How did I keep that schedule? How did I support my family in that way? But when you're in it, you just do what you have to do. And that attitude about being positive and looking for the good things and, you know, taking pride in your work and your kids and your school, your education, telling your story about being a badass, like, please keep telling that because that empowers you to move forward with this, with a can do attitude and be, allows you to continue to be really resilient, especially, oh my gosh, in like such a, in a three-year long custody battle, like, that's big, big stuff. So, so thank you so much, Carrie Ann, for sharing that. And I think that that just really kind of um, drives home my point that your attitude in your life, it's really what you make it. And so when you say that 2016 was like the worst year ever and it was horrible, you're really doing yourself a disservice because you're not looking at the things that maybe made your experience positive. And so when I look back at 2016 and I look at like, yeah, we had IVF that failed and that was like, it was a big bummer and it was a much bigger bummer than I expected it to be. Like I said in the past, like I thought that I was really neutral on the whole thing. Like if it doesn't work fine and we're totally good and then it didn't work and I was kind of a freaking disaster. But in hindsight, I'm not looking at that as like something that determined whether or not I had a good year. My family will be different moving forward in a way that I, in a different way than I thought, you know, I really thought like in 2017, we'd be having a baby. And there's, I thought that a couple different times in a couple different ways, even before we did IVF, where I thought like, yeah, I see this happening. I'm not quite sure when, but like, I think, you know, by the time I'm like 41 ish, I think we're going to be on our way. And that's not happening. And that's not going to happen. And so that's a big deal, but it's not defining my year. The other thing is, you know, again, with the political situation, like I'm a pretty passionate person. I, you know, we all know my nasty woman, woman manifesto, which I will link to in the show notes here, but I'm someone who stands for women and I stand for the underdog. And like, I want to empower people and I want to help people get out of, you know, tough situations. And I want people to be treated fairly. And I want, I'm like extremely passionate about, about LGBTQ rights and like all these things that I think are really on the line in the next few years. So yeah, like there's great cause for concern, but also because I, I I can't live in fear. I refuse to live in fear because if I live in fear, I'm no better than the people who are instilling the fear. I won't mention names, but there are people with big platforms who want us to be totally panicked, who want us to live in fear, who want us to be afraid because if we are afraid, they benefit. If we are afraid, they are in control. So I'm not going to be afraid because I'm not going to let someone else be in control of my attitude or my destiny or how I feel about things. Because if I feel scared, if I feel nervous, if I feel like, oh my gosh, the world is coming to an end, I can't be powerful anymore. I can't move forward anymore. I can't provide everything I want to provide for my family. I can't provide everything I want to provide for all my listeners. I can't continue to produce content in the way that I do and create the, the career that I want to create if I'm living in fear. So, and especially if I'm living, living in fear of ignorant people, which is exactly what I think is going on in our country right now. We are living in fear of very ignorant people. And so those of us, who, and I'm totally passing judgment here. So like send me the hate mail if you want to. But um, those of us who are living in fear of who I think are you know ignorant people in our upcoming government, um, I think that we are in a position to be really loud and make, and make our point. And I think that the most amazing thing that can come from that is that 
huge bands of women will be working together and cooperating together. We will see communities come together in totally new and different ways. We're already seeing this happen. We will see that people give charitable donations in a way they've never given before. These programs that were minimally funded in the past or maybe relied on government funding will now potentially not be government funded. And we will have an opportunity to really make our um, really make our voices heard through where we put our money. So I've already, I've mentioned this before, but I've already set up like monthly donations to the ACLU, which if you just, I think it's ACLU.org, you can just go on there and literally like 10 bucks a month, you guys, it doesn't have to be a big deal. You can do the same thing with Planned Parenthood. You can do the same thing with the Trevor Project, which I've done for those three organizations. Like that's where I want my money to go. So every month I'm making a big uh, a donation. It is not a big donation. It's a small donation, but it's manageable for me. It just comes out of my, out of my bank account every month. I don't have to think about it, but I know that I am taking a stand on something by doing that. So I feel empowered. And we are seeing people do this all over the place. So I'm in Seattle, very, very liberal here. So I see this happening a lot here in Seattle, but I think we're going to continue to see it around the country. And our kids are going to see this, you guys, our kids are going to see that, oh, this is what we do. This is how we protect the underdog. This is how we create a society where people can all be treated equally. Like we can look out for each other and that's a good thing. We can help empower people who maybe don't have a voice yet, who maybe feel alone right now. And so this is what I want Vinny to see me me doing through the podcast, through our charitable giving, through these opportunities to give to foster kids at Christmas or do adopt a family, all these things. So it's really important that you look at what, how are your actions impacted by your attitude? Because if your attitude is in this grumpy, negative, cranky place, then you don't take those powerful steps that allow you to, first of all, make change in the world. Second of all, make you feel empowered. And thirdly, they don't, you don't create that place for your kids to see you doing powerful things. If you want to raise powerful kids, be a powerful person, right? So this is how I'm really focusing on being powerful. I'm using my voice because Lord knows I never run out of things to say. And I'm totally fine to be like loud and proud about all of it. Um, but I'm using my voice. I'm putting my money in things I believe in. And I'm, I'm really demonstrating for my child what I want him to, how I want to see him move through the world when he's an adult and especially in trying times. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. 
there are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent. And I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first time or second time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. So those are really positive things that I see coming out of 2016 from my family, from my family situation, from our global situation that could have been negative, but instead I'm trying to flip it on its head, make it a positive thing, make 2017 a really powerful year for myself and for my family. So, you know, moving forward with my family, it's just going to be the three of us. That's not what I expected, but here's the thing. We get to do some cool stuff next year because it's just the three of us. Like we're looking at booking a trip to Europe. And so that's really cool. I'm super excited about that. That is something we definitely would not have been doing if we, if I was going to be pregnant or we would have a new baby. So I'm looking at these kinds of opportunities. There are some other things that I'm thinking about for 2017 that would definitely not be possible if I was pregnant or if I had had a new, a new baby. So I'm kind of shifting what I want my reality to look like based on the, the hand I've been dealt. And I think that's a really powerful thing to do. It's a really appropriate thing to do. Like you can sit back and be passive, but that doesn't really help anything. And then you just sit and grumble. And like, who wants to be around a negative Nancy? Who wants to sit and be around the person that's just like moaning and groaning about the government? We are all in positions all the time to moan and groan about different things. So let's not let's choose not to do that. Let's choose to be powerful and be positive and be optimistic about what we can do because we certainly can't control what others are doing, but we can control what we are doing. I also am looking back at 2016 with other highlights of my year. I'm looking at some of the events that I went to where I'm like, wow, I got to connect with amazing people and see really great things. You know, I went to Lewis Howe's Summit of Greatness. It was phenomenal. I'm already counting down the days to when I go again in September. It was such a great event. That was kind of a game changer for me. Like there's things that I do prefer professionally that are definitely game changers every year. And I always try to look at what are those things and take stock of what that is. There's things I've done professionally, or I'm sorry, there's things I've done personally um, as well. So again, you know, getting through the IVF thing, that was like my big personal thing for the year, launching the podcast. That was a personal and professional thing, but it was a big thing. That's something, you know, I could have spent a lot more time talking about it. I could have made a lot of plans and like pushed it out and everything. And I hired a coach, Josh, who was awesome. And I was like, Josh, I want to do this. I'm not quite sure what my timeline is. He's like, He goes, yeah, so we'll do it in six to eight weeks. And I was like, all right, so I guess I have a timeline. So this was Josh and I talking like last January. And I was like, holy cow, like I kind of just wanted to like feel out like maybe if I should do this. And he was like, nope, let's just build a timeline. So that worked, which I do very well with that kind of feedback, by the way. I'm like, oh, okay, game on. (laughs) Like, here we go. So um, taking the opportunity to to take some leaps were really pivotal, pivotal, pivotal things in my year. Okay, another one, some of you might laugh, but I feel like I've really gotten, you're not going to laugh at the first part. I feel like I've really gotten a grip on my anxiety this year. That's not the laughing part. Um, but, and, and and I think it's because of a couple of things. First of all, um, I've been doing therapy. So I've been talking a lot about my anxiety. And then second of all, I um, have, I started taking sleeping drugs. So I have been a lifelong insomniac since I was a very little girl, like Honestly, I remember having problems sleeping in like the second grade. So insomnia and I are like tight, close, intimate partners in life. And it's been a constant struggle. And I finally this year said, um, after going to a lot of naturopaths and doing a lot of different things to try to like avoid drugs um, and avoid like um, especially habit forming drugs, I finally said to my doctor, like who's a naturopath, I said, I need you to refer me to an MD who can prescribe um, a little bit out of your scope of practice because naturopaths can't prescribe as many things. And so I said, I need you to 
to recommend some or send me to someone who can prescribe sleeping medication. And so I started trazodone. I take the lowest dose of trazodone that is made. So I take 50 milligrams a night and it is like a game changer for me. So instead of sleeping like three to five hours a night, often more like three to four, which I had been doing for quite a while since Vinny was born, um, just because after I was done nursing him, then I just had this horrendous insomnia, which led to horrendous anxiety, which led to more insomnia. So it was this very vicious cycle. So now I'm taking this trazodone. I'm sleeping like six to seven hours a night, sometimes a little bit more, which is a game changer in terms of my energy. It's a game changer in terms of my attitude and my ability to be like positive and patient. And it also totally impacts my anxiety. Like I rarely have that pit in my stomach that I used to have every single day when I got out of bed. And I performed well with that pit because I was so nervous, but it feels so good to not have that pit be there when I wake up every morning. So that's been a big game changer for me. And I'm so grateful and so optimistic about just taking that step and feeling more powerful about my sleep. And then the last thing is I really have been looking at my morning routine in the last year and looking at how that empowers and impacts the rest of my life. And it's been a big deal. And you guys have heard me talk about using meditation and using journaling and reading. And always, I always get in my workouts first thing in the morning, which I've done for many years now. But I've really been looking at how I can use that morning time to shape my day. And it's shifted over time. And some days it's morning, some days or some days it's reading, some days it's journaling, some days it's both. Some days I don't do either of those things and I just get up and do my workout. Um, so the order has shifted. Some, you know, it used to be that I would do meditation and then read and then journal and then work out. So there's all sorts of different moving pieces of that. Um, and it's continuing to shift and evolve. And I'm going to look again at like what I want that to look like in the new year. But the best part of it is that I understand the power of that morning routine. And I'm very optimistic about it moving forward. So that's where I'm at with everything I feel really good about from 2016. And I'm choosing to move forward carrying those things with me. I'm moving forward carrying the positive, powerful lessons of 2016 with me and looking very optimistically toward 2017, looking toward, you know, adjusting our family goals to um, to to look at how are we going to move forward as a family of three? What is that going to look like? Very excited about that. Um, it means that I'm going to at some point be getting rid of all my baby stuff in 2017, which I'll probably have to do a whole episode just about that because I think it's going to be a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. Um, I'm also looking at evolving the plat the the podcast in new and bigger and better ways and doing more things with that. I'm looking at doing a couple new things with my gym. So we're already looking at like when do people want more classes and how can we serve more people and meet their needs. So little things like that where I know that I can really impact more lives by taking in the feedback that I've gotten in the podcast at my gym and being helpful to other people in that way. Looking at the powerful things I want to do as a woman and as a feminist in the new year, starting with the March on Washington, which I will be at in Washington, D.C. on January 21st. And also looking at how I want to speak with women um, about feminism in the new year. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then I also am looking forward to working on myself. So I did break up with my therapist. My last session was today. I will have to fill you in a little bit more later. There was a lot of crying involved and it was not me crying. So I'll leave you with that little teaser. But uh, we can talk on another episode about how one breaks up with their therapist and how traumatic it can be for either party or both parties at the same time. In my situation, it was traumatic for my therapist. It wasn't so traumatic for me. And that was, um, I didn't predict that and I didn't know quite what to do with that. <laughs> so um, I'll leave you with that little nugget. And uh, I would love to know if you've ever tried to break up with a therapist and didn't know how to do it, or even just tried to break up with a friend or like any sort of situation like that, where you're like 
kind of ready to move forward and the other person isn't and it's just awkward. Oh my gosh. Like I really, I feel like I haven't been in that situation in so many years since like, you know, some sort of awkward breakup or weird friend drama in college or something. Like I just, I don't know. I haven't had a situation like that in a really long time. So that was interesting and insightful. So I hope that you're looking forward to 2017. I'm really excited to be a part of your 2017. I'm very excited to continue putting out new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So please keep listening. Keep telling me what you love. Keep telling me how the Shameless Mom Academy impacts your life. The messages that I get that I get from you are life-giving to me. They are so great. Um, so I really appreciate people like Carrie Ann who just let me know like when you're listening, how you're listening, why you're listening. Like, you know what? It totally rocks my world to know that like there's a really amazing badass mom cleaning toilets in the middle of the night feeling empowered by listening to the shameless mom academy so again big hugs to you carrie ann um i'm sending so much love to you and i so appreciate your feedback and um, the opportunity to hear your story so merry christmas i guess now it's past christmas but happy holidays and happy new year to all of you and i can't wait to come back and chat with you again in 2017 so until then um we will have an interview on wednesday so you'll get to hear that as well and that's going to be a great episode i'm really excited so make sure you you tune in on Wednesday for that. And then um, I will see you back here, hear you back here a few days after that in 2017 for our next uh, first episode of the new year. And have a fantastic holiday. And remember, no matter what you do, especially over the holidays, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.